Yeah, power nap. I love power naps. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would try to, to, to if I, if I get a chance, I try to sleep every, you know, afternoon or, or start in the end of the day just for a short while. Welcome to the Forty Fit and Fabulous podcast. Join your host Mark Slight as he gets the best information, inspiration, help, and advice from the world's best athletes, performance coaches, and health experts, so that you can look, move, and feel your best at forty and beyond. Remember, it's never too late to live the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host. Mark Slight. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the 40 Fit and Fabulous podcast. Episode 9 is coming your way with my old friend and old hockey coach, Thomas Cornan. Thomas is a fantastic hockey coach from Finland, and he's one of these prime examples of when I've talked about needing a good support network and reaching out and connecting with people, this is the story. Because a few years ago, I, I worked with Thomas very briefly on a coaching course one day. I loved what he had to say. I loved his attitude, his ethics, his passion for the sport. And when I got home, I reached out to him again. And then before you know it, a few months later, we're we're working together in GB hockey. And then after that, we've continued to work in Milton Keynes. He's come as a guest coach many, many times. He stayed over at my house many times. And he's bought me cake when I've taken it back to the airport at 7.30 in the morning a couple of times. I'm sure Thomas won't mind me saying this, but he's a couple of years older than me. And in this episode, you're going to listen to two guys around the 40-year-old mark, who are just trying to do the best they can to live a healthy life. And we're both going to share some really good tips and some stories about how we live and the way we live, because we're both very fit, very healthy, and we both live a very active life, both running our own business, both traveling a lot. And I think if, if we can still be healthy and fit and active, I think anybody our age can. So the information we're given and the stories we're telling are really true life. And I think they'll you know, they'll ring true with a lot of people listening to this podcast. Although Thomas's traveling is a little extreme in the sense that he's always hopping on and off planes, going from one country to another, running events, coaching courses, coaching teams, etc. I think the fact that most of us, as we get a little bit older, tend to travel a little bit more. Now that might be traveling on the motorway, traveling on trains, commuting every single day, and eating well and staying fit and healthy becomes a real challenge. And it's something that I, I meet with my clients a lot of the time, It's easy for people to say they don't have time, but a lot of people nowadays really don't have a lot of time because you are spending an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, at least commuting to work. And like with Thomas, spending maybe two or three hours hopping on a plane, going from country to country, getting in taxis every time he goes somewhere. And the time is really precious for us. Sometimes the last thing you want to do when you come home is start to prep food and start to look after your health, maybe go to the gym, you want to catch up with family instead, you want to you want to see your pets, you want to see your children. And sometimes you're just exhausted and you just need to crash on the sofa and watch a bit of rubbish TV. We, we all get that. But there are hints and tips and there are things you can do daily to stay fit and healthy because if you don't try and stay fit and healthy, you are going to spiral out of control very quickly. And before you know it, I've talked about it a lot, things like type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, heart disease, they all become real, real problems in your life. And once they are problems, they're hard to get rid of. So let's try and minimize the effect now by putting small habits in place to stay fit and healthy. We're going to get straight into this chat now with Thomas. You're going to love it as much as I did. I really did enjoy this chat. We was on the phone for hours talking 
and I've had to try and cut this down to two sort of 20-minute podcasts. After this first episode with Thomas, stay tuned at the end, and I'm, I'm going to share some of these little hints and tips on, on how you can stay fit and healthy if you are traveling a lot, if you are commuting. It is a question I get a lot of the time, and I know it's going to help a lot of people out if I share these hints and tips on the podcast. So here we go, everyone. Episode number nine, part one, with international floorball coach Thomas Kernan. What I'd like to get to start with is your version of what floorball is, because I, I'm introducing you as a floorball coach. That's how we first met, um, yeah. as you were coaching me at floorball. A lot of people still don't know what that is, particularly in the UK. So how would you best describe that to somebody who doesn't know what floorball is? <laughs> floorball is uh, it's indoor hockey. Um, you, you, you make it. Yeah, I, I can take this uh, this simple way. Uh, how we started, like uh, about close to about thirty years ago in Finland, it was it was a cheap man cheap man hockey. Um, like to play hockey, it's really expensive. You have you know buy the ice ice time, buy the equipment, uh, and 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 usually traveling quite much to find the ice hockey rink. You know indoors, uh, but. Floorball is the simple way of playing the same kind of technique game on a normal surface, you know, on a sports floor. And uh, it's, it's, you have a stick, you have shoes, you have, you have a light ball, and you have a lot of fun, you know. Uh, that, that's floorball to me. Uh, as I see it, it should be like for 99% of players, then there's this 1% who's really competing in it. That's yeah, the, 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 the reason I got into it and the way I describe it is it's, it's like ice hockey off ice, essentially. And it's for people like me, I think, who can't skate. Now, I am awful, <laughs> on, I'm awful on ice skates. So I loved ice hockey. I saw floorboard and thought, I, I could do that. I could give that a go. Um, yeah. And I loved it. Um, but one of the things that stood out for me was it, was it was a sport for everybody, whether you're eight years old or 80 years old. And I have seen people 80 years old play floorball. And I've seen people yeah. eight years old play it. And it's, it's so accessible to so many people, but it's just not, it's not that readily available in the UK yet. So a lot of people aren't aware of the benefits of it. Yeah, like I can take an example now, like from last summer. Um, I was visiting the first time uh, uh, Dallas and, and I was invited to have a coaching for Dallas Stars. And, and because they, they don't have a chance to give all children in all schools to possibility to play hockey. So, so they made a small investment, I think total more than 10,000 sticks of floorball sticks to, to share them, share them out to, to 600 schools uh, so that everyone can try, you know, they call it just hockey, you know, indoor hockey or something. And, and uh, to get the excitement to play, because I, I think there's a lot of natural stuff to give it, a child, you know, something in their hand and they, they hit something with it. And that's the point. It's really fun. And, and, and all the kids were really having fun with those sticks. And uh, of course, there's a huge difference if you think about technique and, and all this stuff when you stand on skates and you move and so on. But, but to, I think sports in the end is about creating fun. And, and there's not so many people who are professional in any kind of sports but the most important is that when you do sports you enjoy it and that makes you motivated to do it 
the next day again. Yeah, so, it does. And, yeah. and, and it, is, it is great fun, as you said. And, and we've met, I think when we first met, it was around the, the GB team in, in the UK. But I know, obviously, yeah. you've started at a really basic level as well. But you've, you've also coached up at the, at the highest level as well. Um, yeah. Do you see much of a difference in the, in, how can we start, in the nutrition to begin with, from, from the really basic level to the elite level? How much of a difference does that make to the, to the high-end floorball players, good nutrition? Well, if, if you really go to the national team uh, level, in, in, I would say top 10 in the world in floorball, everyone is thinking, about having when you eat what you eat that your body is working because if you go into like as 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 floorball is played still it has qualifications and it has the final tournament and to pay and to play on a tournament that you have a game on a day and probably two trainings a day also um, uh, of course you have to make quite light training if you have uh, a game on the same day but you will train the next day again uh, it's really important that you get the, uh, um, uh, the nutrition, energy, what you need for the tournament because really many teams has lost because of bad nutrition or bad preparation for, for how to, to uh, build up the energy to the next game and to the next game and to the next game because you're playing almost one week in a row and you can, you can start really well. You can be, you know, the favorite in the beginning, but suddenly after five days, everything just stops. So it, 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 it has a huge, huge uh, impact in, 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 in the results. Um, and then if you think that you really have to train um, uh, to prepare yourself for the, for the uh, championships, uh, it's not about training one week or two weeks it's about months and years to do it and, and then you are you try to avoid injuries as well if you don't eat well for sure you get injuries and uh, it, it's so simple as that it is and, and with you I mean I'm, I'm 39 I don't play anymore I stopped about two years ago now but but you're still playing you're still active you're 43 years old yeah. Does the nutrition become even more important? You just touched on the injuries there. I know I stopped because of injuries. As you get older, injuries become more, more common. They take longer to get over than when you're 18, 19. How much now do you focus on your nutrition and your, your lifestyle to, to prolong your career? <laughs> I, I think about it every day. Um, like, I, I don't think about it. Like, it, it's, it feels really natural to, to take care of it. Um, to like one thing is to 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 have the energy to do the stuff you know when you work if you 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 work a full day or i work two two works at the same time and then you go training and and of course you have to have the energy for everything else for your children for, for, for your girlfriend for, and, and everything what's what's around you uh so it's important to take care of the, the nutrition part it is um, you are you are one of the busiest people that I know. <laughs> we we just talked before coming on air about how many flights you've you've had this in the last twelve months. And you, you, what did you say? Over eighty flights in the last twelve yeah, months. Yeah. You're yeah. doing two jobs. You've got your own sports business. You're playing and coaching floorball. You've got a day job. Yeah. Like you said, you you've got your girlfriend. You you've got kids. How on yeah. earth do you stay so fit and healthy 
when you when you have no time for yourself how how do you make time for yourself to begin with um it's a it's a it's a mindset it's a mindset you just you start you do something and then you stop doing something during the day you don't give any any thoughts to it anymore you just divide your time okay now it's time for me to to go training to go playing and and uh, and you give your focus to different parts of your life and uh, if you start mixing it and doing everything at the same time and feeling kind of bad conscience about not doing everything perfectly you can't do anything perfectly you know it's about compromises at the same time yeah do you but, do you book in time for yourself like when you're when you're planning your day and you're scheduling your time and you think you know i've got hours training now and i've got a coach team for four hours and i've got to travel here do you actually factor in time to think i need an hour there just to just to rest just to sit down maybe even take a power nap during the day yeah, power nap. I love power naps. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would try to, 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 if I, if I get a chance, I try to sleep every, you know, afternoon or, or start in the end of the day, just for a short while. It's so healthy. It gives you energy. It gives you, it's so much easier to focus. So even on the weekends, I try to, yeah, let's, let's have a power nap just, just to relax and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, get the energy back. Do you do that yes. more as you're getting older? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I've been doing it always. But also on a national national team level, when we are when we're having this uh, our camps and everything, you know, uh, we are forcing people or players to get a nap. You know, they say they they don't want to. Uh, we don't care. Go to bed. You know, and, and it's half an hour. You have to stay there uh, or look at the roof, whatever. Just relax. You know, collect your thoughts and so on. But I was going to come to, to, you were asking about it, like how much I'm thinking about nutrition, because I think one of the most important part for myself was, was understanding when I was closing up to, to 30, uh, my weight started to get up, you know, it started just to rise, you know, and uh, I probably gained some eight, nine kilos quite fast. And I noticed, okay, something's changing here. And then I had to change my way of eating. Uh, I wasn't anymore the guy who could eat, you know, two pizzas, you know, in a row and, and, uh, and, and uh, think that it doesn't affect my weight or, or because I don't know, metabolism was just going down. It, it just got slower. And the next one was coming when I was closing to 40. Again, I noticed, you know, something happened here again. And then I just had to react and think about it. Yeah. And also you say metabolism slowed down a little bit, but I remember a few years ago, you telling me that your weight increase coincided with you lived, being in America quite a lot at the time because of the type of food you was eating. You was eating a lot of, like, you know, you said to me, you'd have blueberry cheesecakes and you'd be having the burgers and the pizzas and, and just that way of life quickly put on seven or eight kilos. Yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to prove that just you know you, yeah. you cannot put this type of food in your body the whole time and not have repercussions for it no no absolutely not no but like the last thing what i, I really found found out is like to when i'm i've been trying to like of course really many players on, on national team level are asking like oh what can i eat what can i not what should i not eat and so on and it's quite stupid to say, but, but it's about, you have to understand to your own body what you can eat and what not to eat. Uh, it's, it's probably the best way is to put yourself into, uh, 
make a diary, you know, and, and mark, like mark down everything what you eat. Just write down everything what you eat. And what's your energy level after it, the day after? Yeah. And, and, and you find out quite, quite funny things there that, okay, probably this works really well for me. And then, then you notice that, okay, if I do this too long, because you can't do anything too long either, you know, just to continue something that you don't eat something at all. Yeah, sometimes you have to eat also bad, you know, and, and I, I got also like a couple of days, I don't care. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. Like it, it almost affects me a good way to eat bad for a couple of days. Then again, you go back to the, you know, uh, uh, good like as we say good nutritional food you know a lot of fresh stuff you know uh, green stuff and, and, and vegetables and, and, and fruits and so on but yeah sometimes sometimes you should just eat some shit you know that that, that's, that yeah that's good also absolutely it is i think i think the very last time we saw each other actually you um you'd stayed at my house for the weekend we'd done some coaching and i drove you back yeah. to heathrow airport and we'd eaten well all weekend um, like I said, good nutritious food. And I took you to Heathrow Airport at about six, seven o'clock in the morning. And I remember yeah. you buying me a coffee and a big slab of chocolate cake at about seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> now, I would never have chocolate cake for breakfast, obviously. But like you said, a bit of shit every now and again, as long as that's not the bulk of your diet, it's, it's exactly. absolutely fine and it's good. And, and who doesn't want to enjoy these foods? You know, the world is full of chocolate cake. Um, yeah. It would be a pretty boring life if you went through it without eating chocolate cake. So yeah. just enjoy it, but in, in in a small amount, you know, enjoy it every now and again. Yeah. Watch wonders. No, the thing is that you have to also enjoy what you eat. And, and if you don't do it, uh, it won't work out. You, you know, you won't, you won't, it won't keep you motivated to do it. And of course, like the basic thing is that, that, uh, a lot of fat and 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 uh, uh, that kind of stuff. From the natural point of view, it's really natural that we like to eat it. Yeah. But again, the problem now is that we can eat it all the time. We can choose every day we go to the supermarket what we eat. And and if we go just back a little bit more in time, like 100 years ago, the nature was deciding what we could eat. You know. And, and, and even you want to eat something greasy and stuff like that, but you couldn't, you, you couldn't get it. <laughs> and, and that's the point. Now, now we can choose it every day. We can, like right now, there's, I, I can watch out from the window. There's 24-7 open, huge supermarket. I can eat whatever I want to. And that's why we have to be clever and understand what we can eat and what yeah. we should eat. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. And just, just going back to the airport food, I've, I've never really been in an airport and, and had a, a choice of good, healthy food. It's generally processed food. It's generally crappy restaurants. It's not great. And that's all right because most of us don't go to the airport that much, but, yeah. but you do. <laughs> and I know, that, <laughs> I know that a lot of people listening to this will be traveling to work. They'll spend a lot of time in train stations and airports and things like that. How, how do you eat well most of the time when you spend so much of your life in airports? I take my stuff with me quite often. Like today, I was traveling this six hours. Uh, I, I had bananas, water with me, 
that was what I was uh, having. Um, when I came back home here in Helsinki, uh, there was some, some good pie made with, with some vegetables, stuff like that. And uh, I also, I've been asking myself when we do have to eat. I noticed that we, I've been eating too often. Like before I was eating, simply said too often. Uh, it's totally normal to feel yourself hungry. It doesn't matter when you feel yourself hungry, you can, you know, you can still survive the next five days without eating for sure. Yeah. If you get some water, if you get some water, it doesn't like, you shouldn't react at once when you feel hungry. Uh, I have to eat, no. And if you are that kind of person that, that has to eat, then you just have to have something, you know, something smart to eat rather than go for the hamburger because that's, that's what, what, what you get everywhere. And yes, it tastes good probably. Or the chocolate, which is sold in every kiosk, which is on, 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 on every you know, airport, what, what you can find. And they, they got this easy stuff you know, available all the time. Uh, I didn't buy anything today at the airport i didn't want to yeah that's good and and like you say it's um pe people eat out of habit sometimes rather than necessity and oh. unfortunately when that habit when that craving kicks in and you're in a place like an airport you can't necessarily find bananas and apples and, and good healthy stuff it's generally the chocolate bars and the crisps that you that you find readily available which yeah. uh, which but which is a shame but everyone will succumb to that at some point again it comes yeah. down to just not succumbing to it all the time. Mm. But right now you can find really often here in, in the north, especially you can find a lot of fruits in the kiosks also. Of course, really high price. That's why it's smart to, you can take it with you, you know, just buy it from the supermarket yeah. with you. And, and uh, yeah, water, you can fill up your own water bottle uh, for free on every uh, airport in the north. You know, you don't need to buy, you know, this bottled water, which is the same water what you get from the tab, you know, <laughs> anyway. So, no, but it, it's also a waste of money at the same yeah. time. So, kind of be prepared. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. the best advice for everyone, really. It's, um, it's very easy to make the excuse that you're, you're traveling, you haven't got time, but we have to eat and we do eat. So, why not make it a better, a better choice? And like you say, it doesn't even have to, when, when we talk about prep, People imagine that you're spending your whole Sunday afternoon in the kitchen cooking your food for the week. But it doesn't have to be like that, does it? A, sim a simple bit of prep, some nuts, some bananas, some fruit, like you said, a bottle of water. Um, yeah. For me, I cook my dinner and then I, I cook a little bit extra and I put some in a box for the following day. It's, it's that simple. I'm not cooking separate meals. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah. So how, how does this – you still play floorball, like I said – how does yeah. this busy life affect your performance when you get on a floorball rink? Do you, do you think it hinders you a little bit being so busy? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, at the moment, I, I only play... Uh, I play now in Finland. Um, uh, and uh, uh, it, it really takes away your focus from the, from the game. It's more the mental... Uh, like, at the moment... My work is, is mostly going around sales, 
And uh, I'm using actively four different languages all the time, just mix them all the time. And I have to, I'm exhausted after the day because, because you really have to react all the time to, to different things and, and uh, it's fun. But mentally, I'm, I'm, I'm quite exhausted. Um, but again, a power nap helps if you, if you get it after, after work and then you go for the training. I've been uh, uh, part of a, a training group for, for SB Pro, which is playing the highest league in Finland. And, and my, my uh, uh, training colleague uh, uh, is, is the head coach there, so I'm supporting him. Uh, usually once a week, uh, then I go on my own games, uh, play probably uh, next game tomorrow, if I get the time for it. It depends a lot of work to do again when I'm back here in Finland. So, uh, uh, but of course, uh, because this is one issue what they're talking about in, in, in pro sport in Finland. Can you be a pro person and, and get good results when you have a, a daily work? And I think it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not possible anymore because you lose so much energy if you want to do a good work. And then after that, you have to make a full training, you know. Uh, I think it's impossible to be full pro and, and try to work something else at the same time. Yeah. You need to give all your energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, was, was that ever hard to chop down to about 20 minutes? I don't think I quite managed it. It might have been a little bit longer. There's so much that we talked about. I really had to to chop that down and to be honest we detoured a lot and went off on a few tangents which I don't think would be relevant to the podcast but as I was saying before we got into the chat with Thomas I wanted to share some hints and tips with you of how you can stay fit and healthy when you're traveling and the very first thing is going to come as no surprise probably if you've listened to every episode is setting them values visions and goals like we talked about with Marie in one of the early episodes and if you've got your values visions and your goals set it's just going to help you to stay true Every single day, it's going to stop you going in and getting pork pies and sausage rolls from the service station, which, let's be quite honest, is really, really easy to do nowadays. It's, if you're traveling, especially if you're in a car, in, you're in a train, maybe you're in train stations, there's not a lot of healthy food about. I'm well aware of that. It's so easy to get chocolate bars, to get crisps, to get, to get pre-made sandwiches, to get pork pies, sausage rolls. It's the go-to snacks when you're hungry, when you need something quick to eat. It's there, it's cooked. All you've got to do is take it out of the wrapper and eat it. I know how easy that is to do. I've been there years ago, I've done it. I know what it's like. So the trick really is to try and take as much healthy food with you as you possibly can. If you're driving, if you're commuting all day, maybe if you're a salesman, you're going up and down the motorway, take some food and leave it in the car. This, this could be a bit of fruit, maybe some rice cakes, maybe some nuts. Little things that you can keep in the glove box that you can pick at and snack on every day. So when you are driving down the motorway, you're not thinking, I need to stop at the next service station, I need to go and get this, I need to go and get that. Even if you stopped and you went to a Starbucks to get a coffee, there's so much temptation there when you go in. You've got Krispy Kreme donuts as soon as you walk in the door. Starbucks have got bagels, they've got cakes, they've got crisps, they've got wraps. Everywhere you go, temptation is there. But if you make sure that you fuel yourself consistently whilst you're traveling, so again, you could have nuts, seeds, fruit. You could even make your own crisps at home, parsnip, kale crisps, that kind of thing. Take them with you because if you stay nourished and you stay 
full to a degree, you're less likely to be taken in by the temptation. The temptation really hits home when you go into these service stations and you're hungry because they smell really nice. There's pizzas now in service stations that you can get while you're going to the toilet, you know, and it's just, it's so easy to be tempted and it's so easy to be taken off of track. And before you know it, you've had a pizza for lunch, you've had a Burger King on your way home, you've had three or four Starbucks, you know, you've had vanilla lattes three or four times a day and the sugar content's going up, your fat content's going up and you're not moving, you're sitting in a car. So how are you ever going to burn the energy off? Try to take good stuff with you. Try and eat all through the day as much as you can healthy food. If you, you know, if you do have a coffee, if you do go and have a snack, it's not the end of the world, but you don't want this to be the norm and you don't want it to be 90% of your diet. 90% of your diet needs to be good, wholesome, nourishing food. This is, this is what's going to eradicate all these illnesses and stop them coming about in the first place. Okay, so do that for me, guys. Next time you get in the car, next time you go on a train, just take some good, healthy snacks with you. Even if you chop up some, some apple, put it in a tiny Tupperware pot, put it in your put it in your briefcase or, or put it in your glove box of your car or somewhere, somewhere where it's accessible to you that you know you've always got the food. And one other tip, water. Take plenty of water with you. Water, surprisingly, will fill you up a little bit. And, and one of the problems we have, we think we're hungry. Quite a lot of the time, we're actually just thirsty. So try and keep as much water on you as possible. Always try and take a bottle of water with you when you're traveling. Fill it up as much as you can throughout the day from, from good sources. And keep drinking the water. It's really going to help you. Thanks for listening to that, guys. We're going to come back again in a few days' time. We're going to get to part two with Thomas. It's going to be even more fun than part one. So don't miss that. If you get a chance, please head over to iTunes. You know the drill. Please subscribe. Please review and rate. It really helps us. Thank you so much. We'll speak to you again in a couple of days, guys. Take care and be happy.